following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. <laughs> I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another episode right here inside the Jackal's Head, live once again on PSN Radio. That's right, thank you for tuning in on this beautiful 1st of November, 2020. And I want to give a shout out and a tribute to the one and only the legendary Sean Connery, who passed away this Halloween. And uh, what an icon, Uh, the James Bond, I think the definitive James Bond, uh, died at the age of, what, 90? I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to, um, raise the limit? I have no objections. So rest in peace to the quintessential 007, James Bond, Sean Connery. And to millions, the father of Indiana Jones. Again, an iconic actor, past, uh, he lived a long life and uh, an amazing one. And it's uh, my condolences to uh, announce his death. And uh, condolences to his family and uh, loved ones. What an amazing, amazing career. Now, folks... Let's get into politics. We're 48 hours away from the event horizon. That's right, Judgment Day, where there'll be one winner and one loser, and we'll have a president. Or maybe not. This has been a weird, twisted year so far, 2020, and let's just say that I'm not counting my chickens until they hatched, and I do not count the left out from rigging once again the selection they rigged it last time and still lost i don't know about this time we're hoping for the best i went out i voted for mr donald trump this week and i am very happy to say that the uh voting process was done in person none of this uh mail-in ballot uh chicken uh little thing which a lot of people are, are are doing no sirs i went in person and i voted and it was uh, fantastic. The, uh, the the place was very well taken care of. Everybody was uh, guarded, was uh, very sanitized. They had the sanitizers right in the front door. So when you went in, you actually got your hands sanitized, which is really cool. And um, the lines were six feet apart, very professional. Now, obviously, when you get to the uh, booth where you're you know doing the voting, you never know if somebody had the uh, kung flu when they went in and uh, did their voting, and you know now all of a sudden you got it. So you're always you're going to be at some sort of risk. Uh, I had my mask. Yes, I went in masked like the uh, you know the rest of the world is on a mask, uh, but everybody else was wearing a mask also. So uh, it, it's okay. It was not a big issue. Again, everybody was doing really, really a good job on uh, keeping uh, everybody, you know, organized and professional. And I saw a lot of mega hats outside. I saw at least a dozen people with their mega hats, which made me feel really good. We're in the Miami area. We're, a, a, you know, a Democratic area. And right now, 
it does seem like we're leaning more and more towards Trump, and we might flip the city of Miami-Dade, which would be an amazing thing in itself because of the fact that, again, this has been a heavily Democrat area for a long, long time. So I am hoping that we're able to flip it and stick it to the Democrats. And that would be the best outcome scenario, my friends, because let me tell you something, these uh, guys are dirty and they're playing dirty politics. And uh, it's it's time that we as a nation stood up, not just for our freedoms and our rights, but for the rights and the freedoms of our kids and their kids. Because we're not going to be here forever, but they're going to have kids. And their kids are going to have kids. And I do believe this election is historically going to be seen as one of the most important elections in our time. And I know you hear that, you know, every few years you hear, oh, this is a historic election. Get out and vote like your life depended on it. Well, this one is uh, really like life depended on it. I mean, this is no joke. Uh, This one means that much. It really does, because right now we're facing the most evil from the left. And when I say the most evil from the left, I'm not just talking about your everyday common folks, because for the most part, you know, I look, I've, you know, danced with uh, both uh, sides here, and I'm in the middle. I'm either liberal or conservative. I'm somewhere right in the middle. And I've seen both ends of the spectrum, and I appreciate and respect everybody's belief, everybody's rights. Uh, and I believe that everybody has the right to choose their God, their religion, whatever. I'm agnostic, but, you know, to each their own. This is a nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And whatever your God is, it doesn't uh, particularly say one God or another. It just says whatever, you know, it says God, period, plural. So that is to be interpreted as anybody's God, as far as I'm concerned. So whether you want to believe in whatever God it is, whatever your your savior of choice is, this is a nation that you want to defend. You don't want to go against what we have. It's a beautiful thing. And if you vote the wrong way, which is voting for, as far as I'm concerned, socialism and communism, which is the Harris-Biden or Biden-Harris ticket, however you want to call it, because they don't even understand what the hell it is. They're staffers. Don't know what the hell it is. Uh, if you think I'm playing, folks, uh, there's a, a funny clip I'm going to uh, share with you guys here. One of the staffers actually made the mistake of, uh, again, saying uh, what we've been hearing uh, uh, an awful lot, the Harris administration. Wait, but wait a second. How could this be the Harris administration if Joe Biden is the President of the United States, shouldn't it be the Biden administration? I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I am uh, delusional somehow. I don't know. Could be. But if she's the Vice President, why do they keep saying the Harris administration? I mean, she even said, in my administration. And then she like, she was like, oops, I made a mistake. And then she goes, 
Oh. And then she, she auto-corrected herself and said, uh, with President Biden. And she gave that phony smile that Kamala Harris. You guys remember that video clip that's been on YouTube of her talking when she first got announced as the VP for the uh, White House? Uh, it, it turns out, guys, we all know the, the, what's going to happen here. Sleepy Joe Biden is just a puppet. He is sold out completely, and he's going to be there as a figurehead while she does all the dirty work. And uh, as soon as he's ready to go, bye-bye, they'll, uh, you know, they'll get that 25th Amendment going and they'll put her in the uh, seat as president. And then she'll appoint an, a vice president, which will probably be somebody crazy like AOC or... God, that... Oh, that's a nightmare in itself. Uh, imagine that. Kamala Harris and AOC, president and vice president. Huh? Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb, evil in the village idiot, leading the world. My God, have mercy on our soul. Please don't make that happen. And uh, check the staff, Rod. This is hysterical. I voted for all the dreamers who still can't. Because when future generations, they ask us, and they're going to ask us what it was like to elect the first woman of color as vice president of the United States. And we will say, yes, I was there. I stood up and I was counted. Without further delay... I am so honored to introduce the next president of the United States, Senator Kamala Harris. Yeah. I I want you guys to let that sink in for a second. Are you disturbed? Are you confused? Because I certainly was. Um, I I thought this was, again, a Biden Harris administration, so, I mean, she got it right the first time, but then when she was actually bringing her out, she said, President Kamala Harris, so let that sink in, folks, uh, before you uh, think that Joe Biden is the way to go. Make sure you remember that when it comes to voting time. It's imperative that if you're still on the fence if that doesn't uh, give you chills, maybe this piece of audio will give you chills. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. What the hell did he just say? Listen to it again. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. I'll lead to mobilize a under pressure. So you literally are going to have a president who speaks gibberish. And gets applauses for it, and a vice president who's anointing herself the president. Was that the one that I, everybody assumes he was thinking about? He was saying internationalist, but it just sounded like. He was saying he's going to mobilize and strategize a little bit of British pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> internationalist. He, uh, we're about to, we're about to see the train wreck of this election cycle. (laughs) So, uh, without, uh, any uh, further delay, let's announce who's on the air, uh, here with me, uh, officially. We have Kaiser from Kaiser Talk Radio, who just heard 
You heard from there, folks. And from Blue Collar Politics, the one and the only, Thomas Fry. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. So, uh, what do you think of uh, Mr. Uh, Biden? Oh. Well, I, when you, I was listening to you talk about that, and I'm like, well, which time? Because every time I listen to him, it, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, I don't know what great English it is anymore because I don't think anything over four syllables ends in gibberish. Well, anything he says publicly recently ends in gibberish. I don't know if you've noticed that, Tom. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, this just, is, I don't listen to a whole lot of what he says because I, you can't believe any of it. So why bother? He's spitting out the same stuff he said uh, four years ago and the four years before that. And... Uh, what I want to know is, uh, has he, and maybe I, I missed it in the last year with the Kung Flu and everything else going on, at any point has he uh, mentioned any actual policies that he's running on, other than Trump is the bad guy and I'm not corrupt and my son didn't take much from Ukraine and everybody's lying but me? I know, that's all he <laughs> spends his time doing. Well, I did notice now in the beginning, uh, he tried to co-opt Trump's uh, Keep America Great by saying, Build Back Better. Right, right. You know, well, you know he came up with that asinine motto because that makes absolutely no sense. Build Back Better? That's that's retarded. And, yeah. well, it just explains his entire candidacy. But Democrats are happy with it, you know. Well, you know, Democrats also have a uh, knack for coming up with uh, institutions or slogans that deal with the same letter for the beginning of each one, like the Ku Klux Klan. It, yes. If, if he gets in January 21st, they're going to be invoking the 25th Amendment. So, oh, I don't yeah, think that's why Pelosi brought that yeah. up. It wasn't to go after Trump. I don't think that's going to be that quick. I think they're going to give him a little bit. Not to make it as obvious as that's going to be the case. I think it might go maybe five or six months. And then it'll be just like, he is so far gone, folks. Yeah, we're going to uh, include the clause of the 25th Amendment. And then they'll push him out of the way. And he'll be comp he's completely in on it. I mean, he knows what's going on. Uh, he's only a figurehead for a few months. Uh, if we get elected, which, again, is that's the worst-case scenario we as a people have to... Uh, mobilize and really strategize and not allow that to happen. That's why it's funny because they're, they're making a big deal now on this on the news of the bus, uh, the Biden bus that was uh, heading out, I think it was in Texas, and a bunch of supporters for Trump surrounded it and they wouldn't let him into the exits and everything. They had to like head out of town uh, because uh, they, don't, they, they don't want him there. So, I, I, I mean, I find it really funny. The guy has no enthusiasm. The rallies are usually dead. Uh, nobody shows up uh, to support him. But yet, you know, the media is, uh, you know, backing Biden because he's a puppet figurehead. The people's yeah. support overwhelmingly has been for Trump. You can see it in the rallies. You can see it in the people showing up with the boats uh, with the Trump uh, flags uh, weeks ago. You see it now. 
with the uh, people doing this to the uh, Biden bus. The Proud Boys that came out and protected cities. They didn't burn shit down. They were protecting things from burning down, which is contrary to what the left has been doing. Here's what I think about that whole scene. The Biden bus. First, he wasn't on the bus. If he was Secret Service, he already raised Secret Service protection. Uh, protection due to, you know, as a former Fed, I kind of know these things uh, right. because it is candidacy. So nobody would have gotten near the Biden bus if it had him on it. Secondly, I would not doubt that those were um, not actual Trump supporters, or at least in the beginning. They may have had, I don't know if how many of you guys have ever seen Antifa and how they protest. And how they actually move, but they'll have like a chant leader get in front and they'll chant lead and they'll say, hey, we're going to go to, let's say they're, they're going to go to City Hall. Well, instead, they'll make a wrong turn. And of course, in the madness of crowd, everybody loses their sense of direction. So most people will still follow that guy. Then the Antifa folks will get towards the back and they'll let the entire crowd keep going forward. And let's say they're going to some park or something. That's where they'll end up. And, um, you know, it could have been the same thing as just monkey follow monkey. You know, a couple of Trumps. There may have been some Trump supporters, but that means they just fell in line with other people with Trump flags. And then they saw the Biden thing. And, of course, (coughs) you know, it's funny, though, the the FBI is, uh, according to them, they're going to investigate it. Uh, which it's hysterical considering all the shit they, they don't investigate with that's to do with the, the Bidens. And this is going to actually spend money investigating. Well, they're actually investigating Hunter. As far as it's been said, uh, well, how real that is, you know, once... They got no choice now. Yeah, yeah. What, what, and and they're, see, I don't even think she's going to have to invict the 20, invoke the 25th Amendment. Because uh, I think too sweet, they'll find out this is not the... And they're still saying Russia, Russia, Russia. You guys notice that. They're still saying it's mad Russian collusion. And they're just not... They're stuck on stupid about the Russia uh, collusion delusion. And, And it's just one of those things. It really is. Uh, by the way, we're going to be out for three hours tonight. There's going to be an extravaganza, so it's going to bleed right into your show, uh, Mr. Kaiser. Uh, but I, I wanted to inform you, we're also going to be joined in possibly by another uh, gentleman in a little bit. Uh, Odin uh, from uh, Global Enlightenment Radio Network might be joining us. Which, by the way, I uh, forgot to give the uh, call letters of uh, the networks, PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio, and... Global Enlightenment Radio Network that hosts the uh, the shows. And Odin might join us uh, and give his two cents in a little bit. He's also gotten very political with this whole thing. And uh, in the three hours, we're, we're going to really uh, you know hammer home why it's important for everybody to go out and vote and how uh, this uh, could be, you know, the most important election really of our lifetimes. And when I say that, uh, I don't just mean for, you know, the rich or the middle class, or the poor. I mean, for the American way, for everyone that's in this country who loves this country, who is an American citizen, who even if you're here as an immigrant and you came in legally and you want to keep this country for what you came here for, 
Uh, this is an important election for all of us, so I want everybody to pay attention for the next three hours as we discuss the you know the most important forty eight hours coming up of this nation. I do believe that guys that this is that important where we're facing possible elimination of the country as we knew it if the harris biden administration gets into power that's uh, again nightmare scenario numero uno there was a um cartoon that i saw that fits this situation this election perfectly all right so picture the hoover dam and the word republican was written on the hoover dam and then you have um, Lexus, Marxist, socialism, communism is Mead Lake. Okay. So if the Republicans don't get in office, there ain't nothing to keep that body of water back. It will flow down. America will be done. There won't yeah. be any more rights. There won't be. They're passing a thing in England, right? And you know everything in England comes over here eventually, where they want to now. If you if you talk about Trump, they want to make if Trump does not get elected, they want to make that hate speech into where you can't even say that in your own home without being prosecuted. Oh, they, yeah. it's gotten ridiculous, Angel. Um, like you, you also remember Dave Milner, the unpleasant blind guy, was going to kick yep. jump in too. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to jump in with you, but he uh, didn't make it on. I guess I don't know if he's going to make it on. But if he wants to call in, go for it. Um, uh, you know, we yep. do have uh, an ability to take in multiple people. So if Jaffe wants to get in, just message me, and I'll add you guys to the call so we can have all of you uh, come in and be muted as I bring you in. So you know, you're not. Taking like a bong hit, uh, and then you know, accidentally is on air. Nice. Even though, the, even uh, though that that does add to the aesthetics of the audio of the show, so sometimes a bong hit is you know it's acceptable. Even Art Bell allowed bong hits from time to time. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of one of the things that you guys both brought up, I think, is worth noting. If a Biden Harris administration does come to pass, folks. Uh, Notice Hillary said, do not concede for any reason, right? Even if he lost. That's because it's already been put in the works. Harris will bring in Hillary, and we will have Maoist and Marxist actually running amok. And the White House, definitely the Congress, and possibly the Senate. And there is no bulwark to stop it. At that you point, because they one make good everything one, illegal. One good thing that came out this uh, past week, I don't know if you saw this, Kaiser, um, sorry to cut you off, but uh, uh, I had this uh, just run into my head here, and uh, it, there was a court um, hearing on allowing the election to be dragged out a little bit longer in certain key states uh, so they can count more, uh, more ballots. And, of course, Trump was, uh, you know, against that because that could help them rig the election for people that sent in their, you know, their million votes uh, illegally or whatever. And uh, the courts came back and they, uh, you know, ruled in favor of Trump, basically, uh, to where they cannot send the, the ballots in and there's a cutoff date of the third or the fourth, right, you know, so there will be 
a concede somehow, one way or the other. Uh, they won't be, in, at least in those states, they won't be, uh, you know, a next year two weeks to count these ballots. They're going to be counted between the 3rd, and that's, you know, pretty much it. It ends, I think, at midnight on the 3rd, uh, so just at the 4th. Uh, and uh, they will have a result, uh, at least on those key states. And I think a few of them are swing states, which is very important. And uh, I think one of them uh, it's uh, one of the big ones. And I was saying this on a couple of the podcasts. I said it on this show. I think we're going to have a major flip of a couple of uh, swing states, which have normally have gone blue. I think they're going to go red. And I think it's going to be the red wave coming up in the uh, next couple of days on the 3rd. And, uh, I, you know, Miami-Dade, which, by the way, even when Trump won Florida in 2016, the Miami-Dade area was blue. Right now, as it stands, right. Trump is leading. And if Trump wins Miami-Dade, I mean, that's huge. And that signals a huge turn in the tide because this has been a blue Democratic uh, city for a very long time. And the number of voters here are going to really help win the state of Florida for Trump. Orlando's always been blue, too, up by me. And, um, you know, most of us um, Republicans haven't voted yet. So your early voters are mostly Democrat and and that. Uh, So you're going to catch a lot of Republicans on Tuesday, because I want to be at, I'm going to be at our local voters Tuesday morning, and I'm going to kind of hem haul around there and just kind of see what um, is going on and just, you know, because the way I've always seen it in the past is the central Florida, like Miami, has been blue naturally um, because of Disney and the insanity going on in Orlando. Right. And it's right now it's red. So if a city like Orlando has gone red, who is, you know, I mean, they have wedding chapels throughout that are only for same sex marriage now. And, um, it's red right now. And we haven't even got to Tuesday. So, you know, Florida's, what, 86% voted, uh, 86% done? And uh, yeah, yeah. Texas, Texas is 108% of the voters have voted. And Hawaii, 111% of the voters have already voted. Yeah, I love how they can go above 100%. Uh no, I, I'll say this. There is one state that the Supreme Court did rule against Trump, and that was uh, Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Gazette, um, has already, Post and Gazette, have already endorsed Trump. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, what they're trying to do, I think, is to get a couple of these large number states... They're even panicking over Iowa because Iowa right now, Trump's leading um, because they they just didn't cheat enough with Hillary. They learned their lesson. Correct. And Florida, yeah. did, Florida did one good thing. They cleared off people with like um, 
they were, you know, the snowbirds that come down in the winter. They cleared mm-hmm. them off the rolls because they were already registered in New York City and New Jersey. There was a lot of that happening. So these people were voting in two separate states. And New York That's hasn't correct. done anything about it, but Florida did. Yeah. I think New York, by the way, it might be one of the states that flips. I've seen a lot of support for Trump in the last uh, few weeks coming out of New York, uh, especially after Cuomo made that famous, uh, infamous, I should say, speech where he says, he better not set foot in the streets of New York or else. And it, it sounded like a wise guy from a mafia movie threatening the president. I don't know how he gets away with that, Andrew uh, shit Cuomo. I mean, talk about a terrible governor. If anybody belongs in prison, is that shithead. How many lives did that, you know, all right, I want to say the MF word so bad, but how many lives did he cost just of the elderly when he put people that were sick in elderly homes where, you know, thousands of people died? And New York is one of the most infected, inflicted, and death-ridden areas because of the Kung flu, and it's all his fault. And he's trying to pass the blame on Trump, disgusting human being. And uh, speaking of which, uh, to uh, segue a little bit, not disgusting, but uh, we're going to add to the call here, uh, the one and only Naroki 5. Naroki, you're now live. Unmute thyself. On Skype. You got to hit the unmute there, buddy. You're, you're, All right, you're, there we go. There, yeah, there you now? go. There we go. It's like a Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? I hear you now, loud and clear. Hear me now. Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, it's been interesting. I mean, Steve Turley talked about Florida. Uh, I saw I saw the stuff that Steve Turley was saying about Florida this uh, this morning when I was at work and. Uh, you know, Trump erased what was it almost a quarter million vote lead in the last election, and the lead's not gonna the lead is gonna drop down, at least according to Turley, it's gonna drop down to less than a hundred thousand. I mean, even yeah. Miami Dade County is uh is not nearly as strong on Biden as before. Well, I mean, here's here's another thing. Bon Gino pointed this out this morning as well. Biden is campaigning in Minnesota. Okay, like the polls say he's got a 15-point lead in Minnesota. Why does he have to campaign there? Because I guess Minnesota's a swing state all of a sudden. Yeah, he's lost the Iron Ridge. That's why. And that's their little uh, ridge area, their their, uh, mountainous, not mountainous, but hilly areas. And that was always known as strong blue. That If you're in Minnesota, you hold the Iron Ridge. You have elected officials that are actively campaigning against him, that are Democrats. And there's been a lot of the blue flipping to the red, you know, from Dem to Republican, uh, for classical liberals, because classical liberals are homeless, and the only place they have to go, because the insanity of the far left. Oh, well, I mean, that would would qualify me. I would, if I was living in the States, I would, the, the term that I like best heard about is left UG. You know, these are the people who were on the left that didn't took a look at what was going on on the left. And it's sort of uh-huh. like, well, they don't traditionally support right wing parties. But in this particular case, yeah, like, I mean, I, I've done things in the last year or so that I never thought I would ever do. Like I voted for a right wing party in the Canadian election last year. 
And I've been finding myself rooting for Ted Cruz more often than I ever thought I possibly would be rooting for Ted Cruz. <laughs> he, he, went from, he went from uh, lying Ted to like, you know, he's really not that much of a liar. He's actually pretty honest. If it wasn't for that lying Ted comment from Trump, which is, was hysterical and that really put, you know, a nail in that coffin. Uh, the fact that he looked like Grandpa Munster from the Munsters, and he ate a booger on a video uh, in one of the debates. If it wasn't for those three things, I think Ted Cruz could have had a chance. Mm, well, I mean, he's got a really good chance in 2024. I mean... Yeah, he does. Based upon what I've been seeing, I mean, that's the reason, I mean, I was, I should have maybe seen this coming to a certain degree. Like, the trends for people like us over the next over the next few years were i mean we are getting we we were continuing to get stronger while they were continuing to get weaker they didn't even they don't even, they don't even have they don't have till the midterms to make their move so they had to make it now even though they didn't have all their best chips in play so what as I live in Canada, and what I'm seeing from the outside looking in is I'm seeing what really amounts to absolute desperation and not a very well thought out and well coordinated attack. Because, I mean, I mean, for instance, with uh, one of the things, it, I mean, I don't, want to, I don't want to start bringing up Goddard's Law if you know what Goddard's Law is, but the Antifa go is good, the Does it go good with, with cheese? What is it? Uh, Goddard's it's, Law. It's everybody has to be Hitler. That's no, it's, basically it's the, you draw good one. Historic for. references for, to the Nazis. Yeah. Um, oh, the Nazis it's kind of like college cheese to me. I have bunch of gibberish. Yeah. yeah. Um, the whole thing with God, with, uh, with this particular case is that the, the Brownchers were able to do what they were able to do because. Not only do they not control the police, but uh, they've thrown the police under the bus in the U.S. Whoa! Something happened to Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Godwin's law, and he's exactly right. They have thrown the police under, uh, and the whole left-right paradigm disgusts me actually, because I don't believe in it. It's more of a circle. Because, you know, when they say the right, they say Nazis and Hitler. Well, in all actuality, that was National Socialism. So Mm -hmm. it was still on the left. So I just think that either way you go, and it always, it's like putting your hands over your head and touching your fingers together. And um, both sides meet in the middle, and that middle. Yeah, yeah, it's horseshoe theory. Right. Horseshoe theory. I mean,. If you go far enough right and you go far enough left, they eventually meet up with each other. There is very little difference between Stalin and Hitler, for instance. Exactly. And people forget Stalin kept the death camps open for another four years after the war. So there's just a lot that people forget in their past. And you're doomed. The future becomes the past if you do not understand it. And uh, that's just a natural fact. Your thoughts, guys? That's why they're trying to erase the the past by destroying statues, so we forget the past, so they can redo it and do it worse than Hitler. Remember, there's no secret here. We're talking about people that have openly said that they are Marxists and they're following the 
same kind of logic right. that Hitler, uh, you know, followed. I mean, this is directly from Black Lives Matter's uh, creators. They said this. It's on record. This is not me making it up. This is not a conspiracy. Uh, this is not a, a right-wing well, hoax. This is a fact. They're a Marxist group along the same lines of Hitler. And people think, oh, you know, they think Marxist, communism, socialism, Hitler, they all think white supremacy. Uh, folks, let me tell you something. That is an ideology because he took it one way and flipped it to, you know, white supremacy. That was his way of doing it. But the ideology could be flipped for any way you want. And it can include hatred towards any individual's you want, and if they don't follow your train of thought, if they're not in your party, if they're not in your clan, they're your target. And right now, the target is Western civilization and the Western way of life, the American way of life, us United States citizens, and including and and really, I see the most target is the heterosexual white male. This is the number one target in America with a lot of these uh, people, and you know. I'm a heterosexual Latino male, uh, very mixed, and I see it from the outside, but that's the number one target. They're feminizing, demoralizing, and de completely destroying the uh, the white male in the media and in and, and your everyday of life. There's a, a feminization of uh, heterosexual white males, and it's being done by the same people that are orchestrating this uh, event from the back. And I'm telling you, this is all for population control and power and to enlist the global government, which is going to be controlled by people who want to wipe out that part of the population. That's what it's all about. Here, Here's my thoughts on this whole schmeal, just because of what you said on Marxism. This is an odd blend. You have, um, with Antifa, okay, the closest I can get you to knowing about this is my time in Europe during uh, the uh, 80s when there was still a wall up and we had an actual threat from East Germany. And we did fight them in Angola. We fought them in several African countries. Uh, we fought them in Cuba. And we fought them in uh, um um, when we took back the island, it's um, I can't think of it. But you Grenada? always find Grenada, yes. Uh, you would always find them uh, in their advising, and so you have this odd blend of Stasi Marxism, okay, which is really, but then the youth of that era. That's what when you hear about doxing and stuff, that's. Nothing more than the Stasi tactic called disintegration, where they disintegrate you from society and make you lose your job. This is old school. This is Stasi tactic. And then you have a blend of the youth are really attracted to Mao. And so the Maoism, and it's not the initial cultural revolution, this is the long march they're running down. Where, you know, people with eyeglasses, people with different opinions, everybody's right. It's total denunciation. When you see their uh, jam sessions, their cultural jam sessions that they have where they make somebody say, yes, I'm a racist. Robin D'Angelo's done it. Uh, numerous little petty pimps have done that. And uh, that's, that's all I have to say on that, bro. But I mean, because I see somebody wants to jump in. Uh, but this is an odd blend the Antifa brings to the table, and that's who uh, 
that's who the the real problem is at this time. And uh, they're small, it, but it, it's funny. But I'm te- uh, dedicated te- actors, and they know. Yeah, but sometimes it, even a small group with dedication can do things, and they have been. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is, Kaiser Antifa. Um, they are typically uh, of the LGTB community uh, for the most part. Not all of them, uh, but for the most part, that's been a big part of of the antifa crowd and they've been mostly white uh which is in itself kind of a a funny thing when you consider that they're uh going against the grain on a country that allows them to be part of the lgtb community and really for the most part has come a long way to end you know discrimination against the uh the alphabet community as I, i so randomly like to call them. Uh, but they're leading towards a movement which is in gear and in line with other uh, oligarchs like the Brotherhood, uh, Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, the Middle East uh, Muslims, which in their countries, I've said it before, these same people would lose their heads just for being a part of that community. They don't take kindly to these people, but... They're so brainwashed that got to get Trump out. And uh, they're being paid actors, like you said. And they're really marching towards their own destruction. They don't even know it. It's like they're sheep being led to their own slaughter. And it's a sad thing to watch from the outside. And you try to tell some of these people you know, this, and it doesn't seem to compute. Well, they'll find out because pure Maoism... Uh, they they exterminated the gays quickly, and uh, that's just a fact. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, we had a little bit of a network uh, maintenance hiccup uh, that happened there, and uh, I think it might have been we were speaking too much truth, and uh, people were listening in, and they sent one of their uh, broadcast-destroying signals. Dun-dun-dun. That's not out of the question. That used to happen to Art. Remember Coast to Coast AM? Whenever Art Bell had on a politically loaded or culturally loaded guest, how the signal would always just mysteriously drop. Oh, yeah. Strategic points. This is not anything. I particularly remember one night when he had my good friend Brian J. Glass call in, and uh, shout outs to him. And uh, he was the Area 51 panic caller. Art? Yeah. They're after me, Art. Who are you, sir? I work at Area 51. Remember that guy? Yes, I remember yeah. that guy. That we was, talked about him yeah. at some point last year. I think they even had him on to do an interview. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's on uh, on my show a few years back on Skywatchers. And uh, he was also on the Roundtable, which uh, is now a, the uh, is a show that it's you know no longer on air. And uh, we were talking about comics because he's a comic book author and illustrator and brilliant, brilliant uh, you know illustrator. By the way, he's, he's, his work is amazing. And he drops that bombshell after me knowing him for a while. He tells me. By the way, do you know my one uh, connection to ufology? 
And I'm thinking, well, he might have seen a UFO or maybe, you know, or something like that. Because he never brought this up before. And he says, I am the Area 51 caller on the Art Bell Show. And I'm like, get the hell out of town. And live on the show, he, he dropped that and we were flabbergasted. I was definitely floored because, like I said, I've known him for a long time and he never shared the little tidbit of information with me. Knowing that I'm into the subject, which is kind of like upsetting in itself, but That's he's a great, nice. he's a great guy. That's uh, on historical records. It's funny because as soon as that dropped and I put that on YouTube, immediately he got flooded with people wanting to have him on their show to talk about that, including another uh, member of the Dark Matter Radio Network, which uh, was on there with I was on with Art. And uh, he heard it, and he's like, oh, i got to have him on my show. Are you kidding me? And the funny part about the whole thing is he was back on the Art Bell Coast to Coast show a few months later. I think it was maybe even a year later. And he openly admitted that it was all the work. He had done it as a gag, and he was reading off a script from one of his upcoming comics. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you just put the right words together, Area 51, and Art, you know, supplemented the name of the comic, and blah, blah, blah. Next, you know, the entire Art Bell community was completely duped and sadly hoaxed. Uh, but it was a very funny radio moment, and, and a very scary one, because the one part of the whole thing, which is an honest truth, guys... Is that our bill's uh, work really went offline? That wasn't a, a gag, right? The, the signal enti- went down. Yeah, the entire signal shut down, and I know that for a fact. Talking to Keith and talking, you know, uh, to the uh, legendary one himself, uh, and I asked, uh, "Did that really happen?" And he said, "Oh yeah, the entire system crashed. In fact." In Art's entire career, nothing like that ever happened before. Yep. Ever. I, I'll tell so you the... He hit a spot. Let's just leave it at that. He, he, yeah, he hit a spot. The one that blew me away was I was out in Boise, Idaho at Gowan Field doing some training. And uh, it, Gowan Field's their airport, but they have a military site. It's kind of like Rhine, Maine in Germany. And uh, anyways... Um, over there training up, and that evening I'm in the barracks listening to the radio, and it was a Sunday, and they had, what was that called, Dream Time, Dream, uh, Art Bell show that Willie Strieber Dreamland. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And that was the night of the uh, Phoenix Lights, and it was just fascinating how somebody just called in and said, Art, there's these lights, and then all of a sudden when Art wasn't on the radio, you would have uh, newscasters from Boise uh, bringing it up on the radio saying, yeah, there's some strange lights here in Phoenix, you know. And and then Art would come back on, and he was getting more live updates than even the media. That proved the the media, even back then, was way behind the times. Also, it proved the power that Art had. Uh, where, you know, people were that closely listening in and paying attention that that became a big thing because, I don't, you know, honestly, 
if it wasn't for art, a lot of, uh, you know, what we are now accustomed to talk about, like the Phoenix Lights and stuff, I don't think that would have gotten the attention that it got. I mean, his show really was the platform that opened up the gateway, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. for people to, to talk about this kind of uh, thing. And, uh, you know, Art was a Trump supporter, going back to politics here, because that's what tonight's really going to be more about. Uh, But Art was a Trump supporter, and he voted for him. Or uh, I wonder what he would think in 2020. You know, he's gone now, of course. But I wonder what he would think with what's been happening, because Art warned us for a long time about, you know, this sort of thing. And here Art we are. Bell's the show that got me interested in politics when I was a young kid living out in Denver, Colorado, listening to that show on uh, from midnight to 3 a.m. every night. Um, it was, do, you, do you recognize, uh, do you know who Reza Aslan is? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reza Aslan. Do you Reza. see the... Uh, I, I hate to go back to the political thing, but Darbell's a great lead in on this because it, here is someone that was supposed to be a he's a religious leader, so-called religious leader. Um, and he was calling his, his exact words or his supporters, all of them are by definition white nationalist terror supporters. The MAGA hat is a KKK hood. And this evil racist scourge must be eradicated from society. Yeah, and Reza has. Yeah, well, let, let me just finish my point, and then, then I'll let you go. Um, and with that leading into um, never mind. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, bro. No, no. Well, I mean, Reza Aslan. Theresa Aslan interview on Fox, and I mean, he came off looking pretty good in that. And it's like it's like after though, with like I remember specifically what what he said about Nicholas Sandman, and it's like, aren't you a Greza? Aren't you a guy who's supposed to be act like if you're an academic, you know, like aren't you supposed to be checking your facts? Yeah, Reza Aslan really hasn't been. Uh... Uh, himself since he ate human flesh. I think a lot of you guys forget that he actually went over to a foreign country. I think it was India where they, you know, they have that little cult of people that will eat dead bodies. And he actually uh, took a bite of, I think it was brain, human brain. And so, uh, yeah, he, he's not been right in the mind since then. I think he might have gotten Christian Jakob's disease or something. Uh, but Oh, it, I'm, I'm not don't, even don't eat in India. Mental note. Never eat yeah. there. Yeah. Well, no, it was, uh, it's a weird cult they have there. They, uh, eat and drink bodily fluids. I mean, it's just different. Um, but anywho, the, the point is that, um, he's, he's got a cult following. And, uh, that's the whole, I think that might have been what Blue Collar was getting into at that was that these, uh, are, literal mind numb robots that will yeah. listen to him and just buy in anything he says. Sorry about that blue collar. I was just trying to say no, that, that about you're right about that. That was where I wanted to go when I lost my train of thought is 
is these leaders, then there's mainly seven of them that have just made these type of comments. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I'm not going to go down through them. They're obviously leftists. But, you know, and then Rand Paul gets attacked, not attacked, but swarmed walking out of uh, the Congress and fearing for his safety. They want to, people literally trying to work Secret Service had to, get him into a car and had his wife scared where they're leaving Washington for um, the uh, leaving Washington for the election. And then right after that, I read where um, the threats that are coming up on um, what's going to happen with the election, whether Trump wins or loses these Antifa guys you were talking about earlier, which was the other part was VMO got busted um, removing, um, you know, the freedom of speech is out in this country. They put a video, someone put a video on uh, VMO uh, explaining how Black Lives Matter are in with the China National Party and how the lady, uh, you know, they're getting a lot of money from China too, which is um, Biden's buddies. So it kind of all comes full circle, but I've heard a lot of people worried for their safety on what's going to happen right after this. Because, you know, Trump's going to the only way Trump would lose is if they cheat to a level that they've never cheated before. And that is the fear that I was talking about. Is that's now right on the committee for the electoral college. Well, that that's an appointment by governors usually, and they they appoint both left and right. So whoever takes it, that's the electors that that governor is supposed to send for that state. You know, the either Democrat or Republican or Independent. You know, it matters not. But that's why they've been doing a big push to get rid of the electoral college. Because, you know, they can get the big cities and both coasts basically in negating everything in the middle of the country. And we'd be run by an emperor. Well, we need that electoral college or the five major cities will pick who our president will be every election. Correct. Well, I mean, not only that, they already said they're going to pack the courts. They're going to uh, put two new states, which are going to be heavily democratic. Uh, at that point, they're going to eradicate the the, the conservative uh, Republican Party altogether. Once they do that, uh, that's it. There will never be another Republican voted into office ever again. And that's why it was very important to get that judge in there. Uh, also to make sure that the president wins and that we win the Senate and take the House. If If the Republicans don't really do that, I mean, you're still going to have four years of hell if they keep the house. So they well, have to flip that red also. I mean, this has to be an overwhelming wake-up call for the United States citizens to really go out and, and make their voices heard. I voted all red, uh, guys. I mean, I didn't vote for any Democrat. <laughs> In fact, there was a couple of judges that I voted out who were Democrat that I knew about. And I voted for the judges that were, you know, coming in. They were Republican uh, on the ballot. And uh, I made sure 
that I went in with the knowledge of who was on and who was not on the ballot because we don't get nationwide votes. You get your state votes, and then you get the presidential vote. And I made sure that of my state votes, it was all red. And there's a reason for that because it is a very scary moment where the left are so sold out that we almost have to beat them in a landslide because they're rigging it. I mean, that's clear as day. Democrats are rigging every oh, election. Oh, yeah. But uh, you said something earlier about um, it wasn't Rand Paul. It was um, uh, Cruz, Ted Cruz. Right. You have to remember, you have Breyers and Stevens both getting ready. I think Stevens going to retire, has already announced it. Yeah. Uh, Breyers been thinking about it, and those men are in their 80s. I think Breyers 88, if memory serves. And they don't want to pull up Ginsburg. But see, if he doesn't get in, right now everybody says, oh, that we have a 6-3 lead. No, we don't, because here's why. Uh, so far, Chief Justice... And supposedly a conservative has voted consistently with the left against the Second Amendment, against freedom of speech. He's really been one big winner. And uh, if we lose them, they won't need to pack the court. They'll just replace them with Democrats, and it'll be five four the other way. Or yeah, yeah, five four the other way. Right. So, so yeah, so it's a, it's a very important election now. And then 2024 is also very important. If you want to keep the uh, Constitution and keep the country the way it is, it's that simple. But, but, look, you, 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 but look, even with, uh, with what happened with, uh, with uh, Ginsburg, you know, she died suddenly. You know, we knew that she was elderly and she, you know, could, she could go at any moment. Uh, but the fact that she died when she did opened that seat uh, the same thing could happen. Say Trump is reelected, there could be another death, or somebody could pass away, uh, you know, suddenly, or uh, decide that they're going to step down on the left when it comes to the judges that are left, uh, and maybe uh, you know we could uh, have another appointee by Trump. Uh, so I mean, the next four years does leave enough room for him to be able to appoint more judges uh, before we even get to a Ted Cruz. Oh, I agree with that. But uh, if we if we get the next four years, and that's the whole point of it. I mean, right? You know, all it's going to take is a new set of Democrats, and I still find it fishy about Scalia's death under Obama. That's never been actually sussed out completely. I mean, his own U.S. Marshal Guard, who was with him at that hunting retreat was not you know not physically in the same room as him was the one who reported that he found him with a pillow over his head dead you know and it could have happened naturally or you know I can whip out my conspiratard tinfoil hat and think that something was amiss but I know one thing Jeffrey uh, Epstein did not kill himself I think we all could agree on that one uh, gentlemen am I alone on that one I think uh there was definitely <laughs> somebody when uh, I mean, unless for uh, you know some ungodly reason, you had like the perfect storm domino effect happen, where just you know so happened the video cameras weren't recording. Jeez, what a quinky dinky! 
the people that were there uh, monitoring the whole thing managed to fall asleep. The guards passed out. Can you believe that? And he had, what, shoestrings and a blankie. And he managed to kill himself with shoestrings and a blankie. What are the Fascinating. odds? Fascinating. Right? Fascinating. I mean, Fascinating. that man had a will to die. Yeah. And it just, it manifested itself. I wonder if you believe in the secret, like, you know, the power of the secret, like. Well, you notice that Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell, you, you don't hear Heidner tells about where she is and what she's up to. They got her in custody, but, you know. They're they're keeping her clamped down. They don't want another Epstein event. Well, uh, unless somebody pays uh, the right amount. That's the big ticket. It's all about that money, Mr. Kaiser. Yeah, not for everybody, though. You know that. At least the guards worked in that uh, prison and uh, passed out that night. Prison, is it? It is all about the money. They don't get paid shit. Yep. I, I've I've known a couple of prison guards, and uh, yeah, they don't get paid handsomely. And uh, I've been told horror stories of what does uh, get overlooked in some of these, uh, you know, cells. And when it's a high, uh, you know, quality criminal like Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, somebody wealthy like that, and he uh, needs to go, bye-bye. Well, let's just say, like Ted DiBiase would say back in the day, everybody's got a price. Yeah, they, they say that, but here's the thing, though. You got Bureau of Prison uh, that should have been watching Epstein. Instead, they had him in the uh, county lockup or city, uh, Canberra Witch, but it's the... It's the federal jails. Now, Bureau of Prisons are federal, uh, and they do make a lot of money. You're talking six figures after they make their probation with overtime and everything. So that that's just a fact on the Bureau of Prisons side. And you'll find some corruption there, but not as much as you will with state, local, and county uh, jail systems. But, um, yeah, I knew one of the guys... Uh, Awesome dude. He was on, uh, what's his name's uh, death team? Um, Oklahoma City Bomber, McVeigh. Timothy, so, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I can tell you, you know, they, they're pretty stalwart. I, I, I will always give credit to the Marshal Service and the Bureau of Prisons and Customs and Immigration because they will suss out bad ap- apples very quickly. And they will put you uh, in prison along with the people that you were paying, you know, getting paid by. The marshal service have never, they've never lost anybody, right? The marshal's slogan is, we always get our man. And they do. They're the grunts of federal law enforcement. If you're seeing a raid, you do have USMS somewhere in there. Usually the door kicker, lead guy. And, uh as a prisoner they've never had a prisoner get killed under their watch no no they haven't not under their physical watch but you have to remember like let's say in the hospital what they'll do is they'll contract out this uh state and local and city uh police officers 
and they'll deputize him at marshals. But uh, you know, you're you're gonna have some bleed over. So not physically, if a marshal's been there, has that happened? But it has happened in cases where you know a city or a local guy is flirting with the nurse because he's not professional and and he's acting like he's a marshal. This is a fact of what these dudes have done. And uh, all of a sudden, something happens to the guy. That has happened. Or gal. I'd probably be uh, very, very, uh, very desperate to work in one of those prisons if I was one of those guys. It can't be easy. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I mean, that's a certain mentality to want to be around people like that. It's yeah. You know, there's a lot of high profile, and uh, you know, it's uh, one of those uh, jobs that I just I would never see myself doing personally. Yeah, it takes a certain kind of type of mentality because I mean, I mean, I've talked to people who've worked in prisons before. Like, not every person in prison is. Well, I mean, they all did something. Most of them, the overall majority, did something to be there. But you know, it's like from what I understand that there's that five to ten percent of people that are in there, and it's definitely larger than the than the general population that just make you glad that prisons are there. And if you work in that environment, you have to deal with those people whether you want to or not. Like, we're talking about, like, actual full-blown psychopaths and sociopaths and sadists and stuff like that. Which, uh, by the the way, going back to, uh, you know, some reports from earlier this year with the uh, Kung Flu and uh, with some of these leftist-ran cities and states... Uh, they've been letting out a lot of these criminals uh, that are rapists, murderers, and thieves uh, out from prison. Sometimes early, there's a couple of reports of people that were in there for life, and they actually allowed these people on the streets because they didn't want them to catch the Kung Flu. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, well, in New York City, there's a guy who robbed six banks in one day, got arrested, let back out, got arrested, let back out. Six banks in one day. I wonder if that's going to be labeled Trump's fault also by Cuomo. Oh, I'm sure him and de Blasio, it's so funny. I can't remember his real name. It's a German name. And uh, he changed his name uh, because he was so ashamed of his heritage. It's it's nonsense. It's all social signaling. Uh, It's absolutely a mental disease. You know, and it, it always causes me to question anyone who uh, will stand out and pontificate uh, about, you know, this, that, or the other society when they've never went to a a dangerous place or a war zone. And uh, having been to both types of places numerous times, um, just for my work, it it boggles my mind how people... uh, they get so self-righteous about shit they absolutely do not understand. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Being yeah. German, I understand that very well. We get, um, because, you know, we did produce one of the, well, actually, Germany didn't. He was born in Austria, but yeah. um, because Hitler 
did mere all semantics, my friend. Mere semantics. Yeah. <laughs> but being German, yeah, I'm always finding myself. You know, that was one man. I mean, there's not a lot of crime in Germany right now. Um, it's a rather pleasant place to live. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's still the 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 way they speak in German. It still sounds like they want to murder you, even though they're saying beautiful things. Oh, you think that's harsh? You should pull when they talk. They always sound like they're arguing. Yeah, it's like yeah, they could be saying like, "I love you. You're so kind and beautiful, and I love the way you smile and your eyes are gorgeous." But it always sounds like as if got some Gunsen a Waffen you're like, what? That's the sarcasm in us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's that dry German humor. Uh, my point is that it's just absolutely ridiculous. The Godwin's Law is brought up by the uh, left all the time. When I was over in Germany, I'll never forget, Antifa has been around. Everybody forgets the genesis of these folks. And it was during the 20s when... Uh, Germany still had the czar, uh, not the czar, Germany, Christmas. the Kaiser, Kaiser, the Kaiser running around. There you go. You were running uh, around. Kaiser, Kaiser, yeah, Kaiser and czar <laughs> mean one of the same. It just means Caesar in, in different languages. But but the point is, um, they were, you know, the Kaiser Wilhelm, and you had the whole problem in Germany. Uh, after the war, the depression and everything, and you had street battles. Well, all the ones on the communist side, and they're still waving the same damn flags. The anti-fascista flag that they wave, and the uh, the uh, communist red star, it's the same one that they were uh, using um, during the street battles in, in Weimar, Germany. And People forget that, and they forget that East Germany's last party was a Christian Democratic Union. That was East Germany's last party, and the female president, her name eludes me right now, uh, after Honecker left, and then there was another guy who was the Central Committee leader who they brought in. Um, then what happened was you had... Um, um, uh, every time stuff pops up, sorry guys, it distracts me. Um, once you had that happen, everybody forgets Angela Merkel. She was FDJ in the old East Germany. She also was uh, a Stasi informant. She's also a physicist, by the way. Uh, a lot of people don't know her training. I bought her twice in my life. Uh, the point is that... Uh, no shit, she had really? Meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, G8 Summit in 04 at Sea Island. And the other time, I can't really talk about it. But uh, uh, 2015, Obama invited Angela Merkel over to the U.S. Uh, basically because she had just made the speech where Germany's experiment in multiculturalism was a failure. That's what she stated publicly and openly. And then uh, he came, he changed her tune with the quickness. And she was like, oh, immigrants are welcome. They're just Germans of another country, you know. And she changed her whole tune after that. And uh, there's just stuff that people need to actually research. Germany, we've actually 
never had a treaty with them, a peace treaty, uh, because there was nobody that could surrender for the Nazi party. Everybody else surrendered. Admiral Dunitz for the Navy. You had the generals for the military, but nobody in the Nazi party ever surrendered. So there is no peace treaty with Germany. Germany, de facto, is occupied land. That's a fact. A lot of people don't know that. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. There's not a peace treaty, but the Allied, um, like Russia, still is involved with Eastern half. That's why they still use the same flag. And the new flag that they use in Western Germany came about when they didn't, it wasn't a treaty. I forget what it was. Um, it was just a paper through the UN where all the old allied government signed it. And um, it was when they were, it was about 15, 20 years ago when they, uh, the Germany wanted to build, start building back up its military and they had to go and ask and get the permission to build up and they're only allowed to have so much. Um, Sounds it, like it was treaty to me. No. no, it was a cessation of hostilities and uh, Germany, they reunified, but their military is still controlled by the U.S. And if we really wanted to put them to work, we could. It, it's a weird thing, but I'm telling you, I, I was stationed in Germany, um, and the Germans that I know over there still, uh, both from the east and the west, by the way, um, they uh, are quick to remind everybody, you know, the old East German flag is not flown, you know, with the uh, compass and the uh, wreath of uh, whatever and the hammer in the middle, the wreath of wheat. Uh, yeah. that, that flag's not flown, but they are, were always the same color and the same design. And instead of it being the traditional German colors of black, white, and red, the uh, colors, and that goes all the way back to uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire under Empress uh, Teresa, Maria Teresa, um, you have uh, the gold, red, and black. So that that's just, you know, but it, it's still, I, I went back to Berlin in 2012 and uh, it was all different. Like, uh, but they still have the building where everybody used to meet. Checkpoint Charlie, the actual ones in the Smithsonian, but they do have another one they pulled from a different checkpoint. And that one is what where Checkpoint Charlie used to be. So there's still a traditional old military checkpoint box. You know, I've stood that gate. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting place, man. But, yeah, the German politics is not the same as their granddaddies, and that's for sure. I wonder if uh, Germany is taking a look at us now and just scratching their heads out, like, how could this be happening to America? Well, I know former East Germans are involved along, somebody said it earlier, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. There, uh, you have to remember, even uh, Eric, um, what was his name? He only died in 2003 or four. Uh, Eric Milke. Honecker? No, Honecker died a long time before that. Eric Milke, he was the head of Stasi. He still got his paycheck, his retirement, through the German government. 
when they when East and West reunited. And uh, so did SS officers and crap like that. That 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 always has been military or you know civil law enforcement or whatever. Yep. They still get their pay, and you still have a lot of the people that are alive from that era. Well, the, I came a, a brother of mine with a certain German agency. I can't really get into specifics on this now, but uh, he sent me a list: seven hundred pages of names, addresses, and phone numbers of former people who were Stasi informants and also operators. And uh, they've been let loose globally. And what was I saying when I first got on Angel about you'd always find East Germans advising Angolans, Cubans, and uh, Grenadans. They're always in the mix with this. And that's why you have this weird blend of East German um, Marxism and Maoism. And And that's for real. And yeah, whoever, whoever said that yeah. actually nailed it on the head earlier. Yeah, that was that video from VMO um, pulled off, <clears throat> and by trying to hide the video, it was the video proving the connection between Black Lives Matter, um, the uh, Chinese connection, uh, Chinese communism connection with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I follow the money whenever I'm doing research on this. And by them trying to hide the video, it ended up getting a lot more play than if they would have just let it play. Yeah, I I believe that. It's the old Barbara Streisand effect, right? Isn't that what they called that, the Streisand effect or something? Uh, the Mandela effect? No, the Streisand effect. No, it's the effect. Streisand effect. It, I, haven't, it, I haven't heard that. If it says Streisand, I just tune out. And I haven't heard that one. It, it's the old adage. If you just let bad news play, it won't get paid attention to nowhere near as much as if you pull it off and, you know, try to hide it. And, <coughs> The people that put it there raise a big stink, and more people end up finding out about it because you tried to hide it. Oh, so we're saying because people hated her acting, singing, and overall a human being so much that there are people who are like, well, we have to give her a chance, and they went and like they, they no. started they no, started paying attention. No, notorious diva, um, probably. <laughs> Probably, I mean, I, I'm i not as well connected as you are, but I mean, like, when when you come up with a list of uh, celebrities that were just not very likable people over the years. She's one of them. And we're talking over, she's, she's, I don't, she's not at the top of the list, but she's definitely on that, probably in the top 10 or 15. She said a lot of anti-government political stuff and anytime something got pulled down that she said she would always bitch about it in more of the news she finally shut up a couple of years ago i think she died or something but um that was that example when you try to pull something away you'll draw more attention to it than if you just would have let it go that's all it was it just she was famous for doing that yeah, it started out with somebody had taken a picture of her house off the coast of California, and uh, she made a big stink about a newspaper publishing it, 
And then you had everybody going there taking pictures of her house. So, you know, uh, it was that kind of, that's the Streisand effect. She made a big deal. And, of course, you know, everybody it just blew said, up oh, from, yeah, yeah. It blew up from nothing. Like, By the way, like she's 70, she's 78 and she's still alive and kicking. Well, God bless her soul. <laughs> she's got at least a couple more years. She's the same age as uh, Sleepy Joe Biden. I wonder if she wears Depends, too. Depends. Uh, Probably, I guess. what, 30 years now? Probably. Uh, I, you know, I never was a fan of her music. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Anybody here on the call? Anybody fans? Jaffe, are you a fan? Uh, Kaiser, are you a fan? Naoki, anybody? Thomas, no? No, not a fan. I can't even remember. Hey, you know what a uh, um, 78-year-old Barbara tastes like? Uh, the Great Depression? Depends. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I wish we had a live crowd there. I'll be laughing right now. Uh, by the way, Jaffe just joined the call. Jaffe, what's up, brother? What's up, brother Maine? Um, I don't think he's plugged in yet. I'm hearing a hum. I hear the hum. Let, let, let's uh, let, let's mute the hum until he's uh, ready to go. Because apparently, the hum has taken over, and Jaffe yeah. is not aware that we're live on air on PSN Radio. Hey, can I ask a question among everybody? Have you guys heard where um, the CDC finally admitted? <clears throat> Um, the true numbers of COVID-19, and this will help Trump tremendously, especially because they really, I don't know if it's the Republicans that started playing a lot of this, because it was originally announced August 30th. They admitted that there was only a true count of 9,200 deaths due to COVID, that the rest of them, all 200,000, well, 190,000 were just as because they were telling everyone to just mark it down. They were dying from other reasons, heart attack, you know, whatever. But the true number of COVID is only 9,120 9, or something like that. So, and Trump's been saying it's been no big deal since it started. And wow, only 9,000 people in over. Almost two years of this have died. Well, here's Check the, the here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, uh, gentlemen. Uh, every year we lose, you know, a few thousand people to the common flu. And there was a a thing uh, that I saw on the news. Uh, I think it was Fox recently, where they were talking about the numbers from just last year compared to you know the last two months. And over the last year, they had over a thousand something deaths of just the common flu. This year, sixty or sixty-five people had died, and normally it's in about a thousand, and that's on average. So, what happened to the rest of those people? I wonder if they're getting all lumped in to the kung flu, huh? I think that's what's been going on. There's the you know the tests have been uh, for the most part false positive in a lot of ways 
and that's something that we've uh, also been uh, kind of like quietly told about from certain aspects of media, but not all media wants to cover facts. So, uh, the, you know, the CNNs of the world have kind of been hiding those kind of little things of data where most people are reporting that, yeah, some of these tests, uh, where they're coming up positive, not, might not be exactly a coronavirus kicking uh, this person's ass. Might just be the regular flu. By the way, Jaffe, I think, finally got his mic in order. Jaffe, are you there? Are you uh, live with us, or are you parlaying? What's going on there, uh, my friend? Let's try this one more time. Hello. Oh, hello. there you go, loud and clear. Oh, yeah. Read your hey, five just... by five. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I, it's kind of hit and miss here. I'm not sure what to do about things, but uh, it's great that you hear me regarding the flu. Uh, and and the numbers was that blue collar politics that that uh, offered yeah. that yeah because he's bang on the mark there I would yep. I would based on what I've seen I would totally concur it's all being politicized I think most of us get that by now after having waited uh, you know just to see how things would play out for what almost a year now not quite but almost a year and I'm you know like a lot of people I'm calling bullshit and. Uh, Absolutely. So there's there's that point. And then the, I, I actually tweeted uh, uh, tr- the Trump campaign, I think just was it just once. But regarding the numbers, I don't understand what he was doing with the debate, why he went along with this official line narrative in conjunction with what Mr. Blue Collar Politics just brought up there. The CDC's findings, they quietly just kind of put it out there to the public and some some uh, people that were paying attention a lot closer than what you know the most the rest of us were mostly that they they broke that down for us that what is it six percent of the official numbers that's all that can be directly held attributable to COVID itself and now like Angel yep. saying they are lumping everything uh, the flu's gone it just disappeared magically disappeared yep. and and everything else is just quietly I was thinking. Like with the way that uh, the way that uh, what was it global warming just kind of quietly went away. Uh, you noticed that too, ago. right? <laughs> and, now, and now it's now now it's now it's all just it's it's climate change. You know, yeah. it used to be global warming. Now it's just climate change. They've kind of rolled it all into one under that blanket, and they're they're just running with it. You know, so it's a lot. It's an endless mind fuckery. So that's good that you know don't fall for it, folks. Jeffy, did you hear Biden get yep. up there and say, and I started laughing so hard I fell off the couch. Um, he got up there and literally says, I will fix climate change. Yeah, Pushing well, 80 with, the, the, with dementia, he's going to fix climate change. Him, Him and the here's... autistic girl are going to fix climate <laughs> Think yeah. about that, gentlemen. I mean, am I alone in thinking how idiotic this is? We have AOC the village idiot. We have Greta Thunsberg who has, is autistic, and Joe Biden who's pushing eighty and is clearly suffering from early times of dementia or Alzheimer's. And we have the radical left. And these are the people that are going to fix climate change and fix everything. Well, here's here's my thoughts on two things. One, I got to touch on Jaffe's comment about Trump going along with it. He did say that, but if you remember, he also said during that same speech, and he just modified it, 
I understand why he did it. He didn't want to argue with another. Um, right. Get into it with two people again over the same bullshit and something. You notice, that, how, you know, you notice how much nicer he was trying to be to that second moderator compared to Chris yeah. Wallace. Yeah. And well, then, she was more reasonable, though, too. She was much more reasonable. A little yeah, bit. But, the, but Not my much. point is, he did drop in the amount of deaths from suicide, drug overdose, and yep. all the other stuff that surpassed the number. And he said it just like that, surpassed the number, which probably is his way of saying it grouped it in. But in all honesty, we've known these deaths have been cooked up. I mean, shit, there was a, a senator from New York, believe this or not, uh, her uncle or something died. And uh, she had to get involved with the funeral company because they were trying to say she had COVID. And she didn't. Uh, you know, her uh, her uncle or whoever didn't have it or whatever. Whoever mm-hmm. died, who was a relative of her. And uh, there's a difference, sorry, but there's a difference in us knowing, which we all know these numbers have been cooked since February, and the CDC coming out and publicly admitting it and providing the real numbers. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I'm saying, but the, the media have already spun it into a uh, narrative of 200,000. So he wasn't going to argue with the media over something that that, that's, that narrative's out there. You're not going to fight them. Once the CDC numbers come out, then you can fight them. But at that point, it would have been useless, even though he knew the real numbers. No, so no, I, the CDC had already put those numbers, the, they were already published like a couple of weeks prior to that, that debate. He should have, right. I think he should hold have done it. I'm not sure what, yeah, 4D chess. I'm not sure what he's sir. thinking. Hold on. I don't know second. what he was thinking. What are you doing, Kaiser? What's he doing? Answering the door? Blue collar? Uh, we got, who else we got there? Naroki? Naroki? Naroki's on, blue collar's on, you're on, uh, Kaiser's on. Um, I don't know what he was doing exactly at the debate, but I don't know if maybe he was aware. Remember, we got to recall also and understand that uh, in the middle of a debate, uh, while they're very prepared, sometimes, uh, you know, this is all on the spot also, and it's what enters the mind at the moment of answering a question. And uh, sometimes things just slip the mind later on. You're like, damn it, I should have said that. Yeah, and that's why I tweeted him. I, I tweet him saying, like, you know, what are where are his advisors on this one, basically? Right. I mean, they might have brought they might have brought it open. He just might have slipped his mind. I mean, that's happened to me. I used to be well, in the when I was in high school. And, you know? Yeah, but they've, I understand that you're correct. Exact, exactly. But they might have. Trump might have decided strategically. He's not going to. Uh, he's for whatever reason. He's gonna. Just go with it. I don't think he should have, though. I think he should have. He should have because it's a, it's appeal to authority, right? It's like, well, the CDC has clearly now stated with the recent revelations, as he so often does, you know. So yeah, but Im- imagine the he... imagine the field day the the left media would have with him the next day. See, believe... even in the debate, Trump downplays yeah. the coronavirus and he's lying, and then they'll just flip and spin it their way and. These stupid, you know, people out there who believe everything the media says will be like, "Yeah, see, he doesn't believe that this is a real virus, and he's going to get us all killed, and they're going to keep believing that stupid narrative." And well, I, I I, I, that might be part of it. They've been trying to say that, anyways. Yeah, I believe he's actually been talking about it on his rallies, if memory serves. It's subliminal ways. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. has, but but he hasn't been like. As uh, you know, like 
Trumpish as you know. I don't think he needs to on that. You know, Antifa's Antifa's doing his work for him. You know, the more they riot on the streets, the more his base and also a lot of people in the quote unquote, you know, I hate the left right paradigm. Everybody on this call knows that. But everybody, even including people that are classical liberals, are like, yeah, man, Trump's the (laughs) Biden's not the answer. Biden says we'll have peace talks with Antifa, really a small group of dedicated bullshit individuals. No. And Black Lives Matter is just a cover for Antifa. But hold so, on, didn't he, didn't he also say it. that, but didn't Biden also say that Antifa is not a real thing? He said it's an idea, just like Black Lives Matter. Well, yes, it is. It's a Marxist <laughs> ideal and idea. Just so like Anonymous. Just yeah, so there's yeah. no card, are there card-carrying Antifa members? I don't think so, but people seem to converge in, in, in you know, be, there's the rallies that they hold and protests and marches well, and so forth. They have they, uh, they do have official members uh, come together. Lilith yeah. uh, Sinclair is one of them. Not only that, they have an official flag. Uh, yeah. There's the guy who killed the Trump supporter who said he was 100 percent Antifa member. Um, Michael Rhino. Yeah. 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 So there's a, there's a lot of proof. If Jerry Nadler and uh, Joe Biden don't want to believe it. That there yeah. is an Antifa organization out there. Yeah. Uh, just because you're not an LLC, which I think there is actually an Antifa organization that it's a corporation. Yeah. Ro- Rose yeah. Antifa. Yeah. It seems Rose like a violent, yeah. a violent anarchist organization versus yeah. the more, there are there are there is a branch of anarchism which is totally peaceful. They're like fuck this violent shit. We you can't do that. You know you just you just can't get away with it. Obviously, but. You got the Antifa thinking they can, so, but uh, I don't know. People, I don't understand what what it is with people, but everyone's got their reasons, I suppose. And it's it's may you live in interesting times. So the the vast majority of anarchists, I would believe, are peaceful because it's just without rule. That's all that means. They want to be left alone. Yeah, they just want to be left alone, which is basically libertarian. And so I have no qualms with an anarchist, and that's where Trump also beweebles it, because if he's an older generation even than I, and you guys know I'm older, three days older than dirt. But the, the point is, is that when I, when, I, when I hear people trying to lump Antifa in with anarchists, it drives me nuts, because they are an extreme leftist group and what you'll always see is the left will always quote i hate that left right paradigm but it's the only way i can actually describe this stuff so people can understand uh they are the left never eats its own if you're a republican or on the right and you do something wrong everybody in the right will turn on you with teeth and kick you out of the party or whatever and they shun anybody on the far right that's a fact the left owns Antifa. They own BLM because they believe it just represents more diversity. That's the regular card-carrying uh, classical liberal that might have stayed with them for a while. But once all the violence started happening and it started affecting them in their real lives, that's the quiet majority that I think we're going to see pull out on November 3rd at the polls. Your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. In fact, it, 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 go, it goes with the narrative also when you notice even in some of the uh, the the 
Democratic governors and mayors uh, who were like allowing this uh, naughty behavior to happen in their cities and in their states, as soon as it, it interrupted their actual home, that's when they got the uh, police involved. And it's the same kind of mindset uh, with, the, with the people in general. Once it started affecting their communities and they started, they started seeing how these people were going and destroying the areas, uh, that's when I think they started to wake up to what really is happening. And a, a lot of this, uh, you know, summer, what's been happening, I think it's been causing this big awakening of the masses of, like, wait a second, what the hell exactly are we voting for? Are we voting for the Democrats uh, when they're allowing this? I, that's why one thing I think that Trump doesn't get enough credit for when he keeps mentioning in his rallies and his speeches how it's democratically ran cities and states that are having the majority of the riots and the looting. He's absolutely yeah. right. He's not playing or kidding when he says that. That's exactly what's been happening. And he keeps mentioning that. He, he's hammering at home. So those people that listen who are not being told by the mass media what really is happening, but are now tuning in to, say, Fox, for example, which what this is why their ratings have gone through the roof, because now they're listening to alternative media to what they're used to, and they're getting fed the right information. That listen, you're in these cities. You know why it's happening? It's because of the leaders you're electing consistently that are leading you down the wrong path. These democratic ran cities are starting to wake up, and that's why I was on the rookie. I said it on your show, and I said it on this show. I think that we're going to have a major flip of one of these big states. Uh, we're on the big wave coming in on the third. I think there's going to be a major overturn, and we're going to see one of the big blue go red, and people are going to be shocked. And I'm not, uh, because I I do think that more and more individuals that are, uh, you know, forever uh, leftists or forever Democrats are starting to wake up and really walk away. That's you know you had the walk away movement uh, that started with a, a member of the gay community. And, yeah. I mean, that's amazing in itself. You had how many rappers now come on the last month or two endorsing Trump? They're starting to understand it. 50 Cent, Ice Cube. Uh, of course, you know, Kanye West uh, was a Trump supporter. He was just messing around there. Lil Wayne. Going crazy. Uh, that's right. Lil Wayne uh, came on endorsing Trump. In, in fact, he met him at, uh, here in, yeah. in Miami, in, in, uh, or I think Orlando, actually. Orlando. And he took a... Yeah, and he took a picture with Trump. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's something you would probably not have seen, you know, just a year and a half ago with any rapper who mm -hmm. wouldn't want to be put in there. Lil Wayne, though, to his credit, I mean, he's been pro-police. Uh, yeah. He's been pro-Trump. I mean, he, he is a very stand-up individual when you consider he comes from the hot boys, the hot boys and cash money yeah. and and yeah. the background they have. But, I mean, the guy was, uh, you know, a very pro-police for years, and people questioned him on that. And his stance was, look, uh, I shot myself in the chest, and I was about to die, and an old white police officer saved my life. And I've yeah. never seen racism. And it's never affected me, and most of my audience is white. I don't see racism. And right. uh, I'm sorry, that's not what I'm about. And he said it loud and clear. And who Little Wayne? them. Yeah, he, yeah, that, that's yeah, on record. Yeah. You could look oh. that up. That's that's he on shot record. Shot himself in the chest, and he was a white police officer who saved his life. Yeah, yeah. that's when when he was a kid. He was in a crack house, 
Uh, basically, that's where he lived. And uh, the police were raiding the house, and he was playing with a gun, and he shot himself in the chest. And yeah. he was near dying, and the uh, police officer, his name was, they called him uh, Uncle Bob, I believe. And um, he rushed in, and while everybody was kind of like jumping over him to try to get the bad guys, he saw little Wayne as a little kid, uh, shot, bleeding, and he said, you guys are messing around. There's a kid here who's about to die. He grabbed him, took him himself, because they weren't going to wait for an ambulance, and he would have been dead. And he jumped in his car, took him to the hospital, saved his life, and he was there every day until Lil Wayne recovered. And they struck up a friendship that lasted to, I mean, I think the guy's still alive and old, yeah, but yeah, there's, I, there, I mean, he, yeah, well, it's, that's he some pretty classy, that's a, that's a classy cop, you know, yeah, yeah and, that's, that's the impact they can have on, on changing people's lives that would otherwise hate them. Yeah, correct. No, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had a lot of experiences like that when I was copping. My, my, my point that I was trying to get to was I, I was just about to blow your mind though with something. I believe I know one of the states that might flip that will shock everybody. I think California might flip. That's one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah you were talking about uh, that with me. Uh, how so? Angel a couple weeks yeah. ago. How do you yeah. What's that? How do you figure? Well, well, San Diego's always been a bulwark. You're yep. starting to see. You're starting to see not just Fullerton. Now it's branching out to Anaheim. You're looking at different parts of Los Angeles now, where the riots happened. Oh. People are ready to vote to get rid of, and the governor didn't help with the whole. He wants to keep everybody masked until like March of this year, next year. And that's and governor. I, uh, I, see, well, I see. So you're saying they'll yeah. flip because of the bullshit, the way that these assholes have Correct. been handling the mask and, uh, with COVID. Yeah. That, the, the, Not only that, that with Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. It's, it's like a referendum of sorts in many ways. Yeah. I got yeah. yeah. The riots. And um, I think Pelosi, this will be her last cycle, I believe, because I, I'll be shocked if San Francisco stays blue. I mean, it will in certain areas, but outside of there, it could flip, too. And I mean that in a real way because of the fires also. I mean, the lack of forest management that the state's done, both there in Oregon and in Washington State, you know, a lot of these classical blue areas— when you listen to people like Brett Weinstein, who's no fan of Trump and never will vote for him, but he hasn't said anything good about uh, his state of, of Oregon, really. He, he said that Portland's way out of control. And remember, Brett Weinstein was the one kicked out of whatever university that was. Evergreen that he, State. Evergreen State, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that, that – I think we're seeing a bellwether, a, a bellwether event, and I don't think people are noticing it yet. And if Trump doesn't win, it's going to be because of, going to be because of massive voter chicanery, and and criminal criminality. Oh yeah, and by if the way, the it, governor it, it, Governor Newsom has become probably the second most hated governor in the country, yeah, uh, by right. far. And we're talking about a governor who has been uh, laughed at chased out of places in his own state. Uh, so, I mean, this guy is no saint. He's no loved governor. Uh, so you add him, Pelosi, and everybody else who's been really destroying California. Uh, that's uh, the, the big one. If that goes red, forget about it. And before it was blue for this long, California was a red state for a long, long time. 
reliably red until. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, yeah, did you speaking of red states and so forth? Did you see the uh, Trump train, uh, so, the so-called ambush of the the Biden Harris bus over the yeah. past number of days down in Texas? Wasn't it funny? <laughs> yeah, we're, we were laughing about that earlier on the show oh, okay. uh, before you joined. Yeah, that that was. Hysterical. Now the FBI wants to investigate it. Gee, yeah. really? Uh, you investigate that, but you, you overlooked the Hillary emails and scandals with Joe Biden, and it's nothing. But yeah, we're yeah, going to investigate Biden this laptop, shit. Biden yeah. laptops and big nothing burger. Uh, what about what about uh, the r- rallies? Does I anybody don't, know whether Hunter's alive though? There's exactly. Around Good point. Book, yeah. Book about He'll... the internet. Oh, about him having been now being dead. Right. Oh, indeed. Possibly. That's right. Who knows? Hunter eh? did kill himself. <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong-un is still alive. We know that now. So, you know, people, yeah. a lot of people were saying, oh, no, Kim Jong-un is in a coma. Well, he looked pretty healthy, fine and fit there about a 10, 10 days, maybe two weeks ago. Coming, you know, first appearance in a long time. But, um, oh, listen, have you guys talked about the rallies that Biden and Harris have been having? Where are all the people? Well, they're the keeping their six-foot distancing in the little circles. They never no, they, show them. The fake the, news never shows them, do they? The, no, they don't. The funniest one was there was a Biden rally. Huh? I'm sorry, man. I stepped on you. They got trolled by Trump, Trump supporters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were at a rally, and they were all honking and shit, live-action trolling. It was great. But Trump had a rally in Pittsburgh area, brah, staunchly blue collar. The stadium held 20,000 people. The Secret Service estimated close to 60,000 people around there. They had the jumbotrons up, and everybody outside of the stadium was out there yelling and screaming. Yeah. You know, we were talking talking earlier about the decision, how it's going to go, and that if it's, it could be. In, unless it's a landslide, I was talking with Pirate Larry about this just the other day. And in the event of a landslide, it's going to make it really difficult to, as they tried last time with uh, with Clinton. And and it was George Soros who was behind those voting machines, the majority of them throughout the states. Apparently, is how the story went. Yeah. But even with that, they still couldn't. They still couldn't uh, steal the election. And that's what's going to happen again this time. But only, I guess, if Trump. Only and especially if Trump gets uh, manages a landslide. Otherwise, it could be drawn out, hotly contested. The media is going to do their part, of course, to try to uh, you know pull the wool over people's eyes and so on. And well, so Jeffy, forth. that's why it's going to get violent. It's going to get really violent. Yeah. I can much more violent than if there's a landslide in which if yep. it's decisive, I can see. It being not, it will be. There will be protests, but I don't think it's bad ultimately. Not in the long. Well, run. I think I, I think either way, if Trump wins, uh, the left is going to lose their shit again, and it's going to get violent yeah. for a, a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, that's it, the unfortunate part. By the way, we're hold on. We're, we're joined by Dave Milner, cool. who uh, joined the hey, the Dave. conversation. Dave, welcome to the three hour show. The three hour show. show. Yeah, you, know, have to, um, you have to unmute um, yourself, by the way. There you go, brother. Welcome. Yeah, but I ain't wearing no stupid sailor hat, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but but I got okay. a pink sailor hat for you with a blue stripe. It's the three hour show. <laughs> no, here, here's the funny thing. You guys are, are hitting it on a nail, but I, I think, here's what I think. Uh, there's going to be violence either way, but the amount of 
everybody says it can be drawn out. It can be, but at some point, the Supreme Court will step in. And, well, that's why it was so important to get uh, Amy Coney Barrett in there, so yeah. uh, it doesn't draw out until we have a, a, a catastrophe like Nancy Pelosi taking over the White House for uh, God knows how long. It I wouldn't mean, be her. It wouldn't be her. Yeah. It'd be the president pro tem of the Senate, then her. See, she she's even so stupid she doesn't know her order of precedence. So it goes from the president to the vice president, president pro tem of the Senate. And then you have, which is, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, and then you have Nancy Pelosi. She's fourth and nine, not third. Yeah, but so you know, some some people will be suicided, and she'll make herself third. <laughs> that's oh, how I, that works. I don't uh, think she, so. Not you have that. to always, you have to also consider, fellas. Um, uh, all right, that is, if it goes to the Supreme Court, you have to also consider that uh, Barrett. Uh, might recuse herself because she's so new at this. She might do this on her own recognizance. We really have no idea how she'll act now that she's on the court. I don't know, Dave, on that one. I I, I might dissent with you a little bit on that, and I'll say this because she is one of those justices that uh, believes in precedent, right? And she'll follow precedent. Um, as her guide, she even said that in her confirmation hearings. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know if that's correct if she'll do that, but it wouldn't be wise because what you're going to have is a deadlocked Supreme Court mm-hmm. with uh, Thomas writing a dissent and probably the Chief Justice writing a dissent against his. So you know it, it's that's not a that's not a good look for the Supreme Court. So no, it's not. It's not. But, you know, that's the point, guys. I mean, expect anything is is what I'm trying to say. OK, there's yeah. no there are oh, no yeah. foregone conclusions here at all. Uh, although I think I can say with authority that, yeah, uh, unless unless the Democrats cheat, Trump has got this. That's my opinion. They wow. cheated in 2016 and he, and he still won. The thing is, they're going to cheat again. The level of cheating, though, that's the the big secret. And we talked about this earlier also where, uh, luckily, most judges, I guess there was one that didn't vote for it, but uh, most judges voted to not extend the amount of days so they can count ballots after the November 3rd election day and cutoff period. Uh, So basically, for those mail-in ballots who are going to get in there like on the 5th, 6th, or the 7th, uh, that are going to probably be all fakery from the left, you're shit out of luck. Which I think uh, this, it was funny because as soon as that was announced, uh, a bunch of Democrats, you can see it on Twitter, uh, in Congress, went out of their way to start tweeting out, oh, make sure you, you take your ballot live to the drop-off places because we're, there's going to be an issue if you missed the cutoff date, and now we need you to go live. So wait a second, what happened to it's dangerous to go actually vote in person uh, when it was convenient, yeah. you know? For you uh, to do it over the, uh, you know, the snail mail, it was, you know, dangerous because of the virus to do it the old snail mail way. But now, since you, you, you shot yourself in the foot because the courts didn't vote your way, now, oh, well, you know, your life, it's going to be okay, but you just take your vote and go do it in person. 
Uh, well, the, the hypocrisy on the left never ceases to amaze me, uh, but I think there's still going to be people that that message they're not, uh, you know, get to, and they're still going to be mailing their stuff in uh, within the next day or so, and uh, you know they're going to be shit out of luck. And thankfully, yeah. yeah. Well, Jer- well, they've made it so damn confusing for the left. Now, every, right? People, people on the right. right yeah, are either going right. to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, pe- people on the right are either going to go and vote in person, like I'm going to on Tuesday, or they're going to take their mail it in, in ballot with them. Well, they're going to do that anyway because they want to make sure that that they haven't already voted. Okay, right. but it, it's a lot of them are going to vote early. Uh, my brother already did that. He went and voted early in person. All right, yeah. I have to. Yeah, I yeah, did there also. you go. There you yeah, go. That, I did also, that's yeah. what a lot of people, because they don't trust the stupid mail-in ballots. People uh, exactly. on the left, however, have been kind of confused, which they is a normal state of mind for them, but it's this is even worse <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> that's kind of normal, Dave. Yeah, it's, you know, well, here's it's how they roll. <laughs> here's something. Jaffe posted 100,000 ballots in Harris County in Texas, which is Austin, which is consistently No, that's blue, Houston, Jaffe. brother. That's Houston. Is it Houston? Well, that's also another consistently blue area. Yeah. And the drive-through curbside voting was what the GOP had opposed. Yep. And the Supreme Court in Texas denied it. Well, they still can go to the Supreme Court of the United States on that one. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that battle's over yet. But what I will say is it's really not going to make a difference in Houston or Austin. So San Antonio is pretty much the same. Yeah, uh, D- San Antonio and Dallas, too, at them as well. Yeah, yeah, that, those are the ones. But for the most part, uh, they cited for uh, no curbside balloting. In those Texas. are number of states. So, but yeah, there, there's a couple of places in Texas that voted uh, the wrong way on that one. I mean, how are they going to fix this hundred? If, if people haven't voted yet in Texas, how do they already have a hundred eight percent? And how is that going to stick? You can't have more than hundred percent of the voters. Damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when did I, Texas become Pennsylvania? That's what I want to know. My mother got pregnant with twins, and she wasn't two hundred percent pregnant. <laughs> so uh, that you know, that's just a fallacy, a logical fallacy. But anyway, uh, Jaffe brought all that up. Now, folks. Oh, your pops is very talented, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he knew how to knock those of them out. And with that said, folks, it's time to move on. Time to get going. And uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for tuning in right here on PSN Radio. We'll be back on uh, post-election night. Hopefully, everybody is uh, going to be okay, safe and sound, and make it out to the booth and vote. Make your voices heard. Make that vote count. Don't stay indoors for long. November 3rd, go out and really let's make this a landslide because we need the victory. We need a Trump victory. And uh, it's uh, now or never. We're only a day away. So stay safe, my friends, and we'll catch you on the next episode Inside the Jackal's Head. Till then, take care, everybody.